now. Welcome once again to the Irish in Sweden podcast. And we're on our travels. And we almost weren't on our travels. We're on our way to Malmö for the first Gaelic football tournament of the year. And um, we decided that we were going to bring you the whole trip this time, or as much of it as we can. It's a 24-hour party, this. We're currently boarding a train. Let me see. We'll have a look at the clock there. Two minutes to 11 at night. And we're just getting on a train here in the central station in Stockholm. And we're heading down to Malmo. And with me is uh, the, the the Swedish Zach Moradi, the, cur- the the king of the Kurds in Sweden. I, I'm, I'm a Kurd from Ireland. That's what I, I, I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a Kurd from Husby in Stockholm who was yeah. playing in his third Gaelic football tournament. Hi, that hi, daddy. It is your third, yeah. Really? Also, you kept in goal in Oslo a few yeah. years ago. Remember what I did? You saved a penalty. We, right. we, we always have to get that in there. Of course. And uh, then we had the tournament in Copenhagen a few years ago. Exactly. Yeah, yeah Copenhagen. I remember Copenhagen. You do. Nice. And yeah. the Gothenburg defence remembers you because I think you got a goal and a couple of points against them. I did. Well. I sure did. I sure did. Just explain to the good people because these things never go according to plan, right? So <laughs> we were supposed to meet here at the central station and about half an hour ago, I got a message off you saying, okay, I was going, okay, where are you? And you were in Skans Tull. Why? It's 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 actually a, a quite a long story. Make it as short as you yeah, can, yeah, please. So so I I had I had my bag packed and already in, in uh, at home. So my plan was to I was in uh, in town. This plan was to go back to to, to my place in Barkabi and and get a ride to uh, to send what Central, is it? Station, Central yeah. station. Yeah. So what happens? We we uh, start to drive uh, towards uh, towards that we were in uh, Sadr. Yep. If that if that's if if you uh, understand anything, um, so we get to Globe Arena, yep. and the roads are shut. They shut down. We, now, it, now is this because do you think that you know Malmo, Yavla, these guys don't want you to play tomorrow, so they had the roads well, closed? I, don't, I think so. Probably, yeah. They know they recognize what a threat I am. I've, I've only played twice before. Your reputation precedes you, though. You know? It is. Yeah, they do. It, it is. And how did you end up getting here in the end? Uh, I had to. I had to. My friend dropped me off somewhere in the middle of Yadgatan in 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 Medborgplatsen, Skanstud, or something like that. And I had to take the train uh, to take the metro here. Mm. And I have I have a bag actually. None of none of the things that's in the in the bag are mine. So you basically borrowed your. I bought his 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 uh, his t-shirt, uh, shoes. Probably even underwear, maybe socks. I have no idea what's inside. I've, I, I just took the, took the bag, grabbed it, and, and just went on my way to, to, to make it to the, to the central station. So there you go. We have a day of drama ahead of us. But before we do that, we're currently on this train here. It's a three, there's three berths where we are here. And we're going to sleep now because we're waking up in Malmo 10 to 7 in the morning. And we'll talk to you again when we get there. Kev, how are the preparations going here this morning? Preparations are all good, Phil. I think we're good to go. And again, the sun's out. The sun gods are, are with us in this time. It's a lovely setup. How many tournaments have we had down here now? This must be the fifth or sixth, is it? Oh, I think so. Again, we try and get one every other year. Mm. So um, that's uh, this is the last time we had one was 2021. So during the height of COVID. Yeah. Uh, and again, it was, a, it was only a Swedish tournament. So we're great now to have the lads from Denmark over as yeah, well. Yeah. So uh, it'll make for a great day. Six so, great men's teams and then two great women's teams. So it's going to be fantastic altogether. Yeah. There's still, even after all these years, there's still the same few same faces yourself, yourself. I've seen a few familiar faces <laughs> around this morning. Are you getting any new people into the club down here in Malmo? Oh, we are. We aren't. I think COVID really hit us as well. Like there was just we had a few lads who left to go home during COVID, 
and then we just never really replace them. So today we're jumping in with Roskilde. So we have our 10 lads, they have their 10 as well. So Jason's um, going to be a huge squad. It, it, it's a good, good sized squad, but again, we'd love to make it a bit more of our own lads. Yeah. Um, but it's hard. It hasn't been easy coming back after COVID and getting the lads down and getting that kind of momentum back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we're getting there. And that, that Roskilde team, is that the same one? That's not Hillerad, is it? No, no, no. There's, so there's three teams in Denmark. Yeah, now. well, uh, anywhere there's a data centre being built, there's plenty of Irish <laughs> lads. So uh, there's uh, Yevla. Mm-hmm. And again, another data centre up there. Uh, so in the mid part of Sweden. And then uh, Hillerud is another data centre project going on there. We've got the lads joining us from Roskilde. And then Odense as well is yeah, another well, is yeah. another uh, is another data centre project. So uh, we're in the minority now, Phil. Kind of c- cities that have been. Uh, I'm almost upset now. You know, the, the originals are being pushed aside by all <laughs> these new boys. You know? And you know, we're being pushed aside because the good quality lads in here, good quality football players. Do you as know well. what it is? They also have had their time on their side. <laughs> which unfortunately we don't have anymore what's the hardest part of this day because I see your car is parked here you've been driving intense food, fruit, water all that kind of thing ah yeah it's just to get everyone engaged and kind of as you were saying just to just to spread the load and get a few people involved in this um, but again everyone's been on board we get it done and we love it as well we love to have it all makes it, it all makes it all worthwhile you get into Vegas you have your burger and then you get your pint and then you go you know what that was a good day is that what you're most looking forward to today is that- uh, no I'm most looking forward to the football again you know as you were saying Phil I won't be playing this forever so I think I'm into my last few years but again I think you've been saying that as well <laughs> uh, for a long while even longer than I have so uh, no we'll, the football is the main thing and then uh, everything that comes after is a bonus savour every kick and I'll grab you again later <laughs> yeah, Stuff, right, Billy Cheney, for the second time in two weeks, this is a record in this podcast, right? We'll, we'll try to get it next week as well. <laughs> exactly, if all goes well. Um, there was an incident as you were checking in and enjoying ourselves in the hotel last night. Uh, I believe it was a violent incident. What happened? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, it was me and a few of the lads sat there in the reception, polishing off the last few drinks before we uh, got to bed for the game today. But uh, we started hearing a struggle at the door, I peek around the corner. Man getting stabbed, would you believe? And uh, as a dub, did that make you feel at home? It was, uh, do you know what the funny thing was? I started texting people, I was like, lads, I've never left, I've never left, there's stabbings here too, you know? God, I'm really... I, I was actually surprised at how quick the police turned up because you wouldn't get that service by camera. You certainly wouldn't not you know? Like, you know? But was it now, you know, all joking aside, was it a serious sort of a, a thing? Was it somebody badly hurt? I, yeah, I, yeah, I, well, the lad was stabbed. Uh, there's there's a three and one. Two lads were holding them down in the corner between the ah, two doors of reception. Yeah. And yeah, but uh, do you know what? It's true. Like, there was a stabbing, but there was no blood or anything, so. Yeah, so hopefully it wasn't too hopefully serious. Hopefully it wasn't like, too serious. Yeah. And the police didn't seem that uh, concerned, anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mamo. It's a, it's a war zone from what I believe, you know. So uh, ah, look at it. I was just saying to, to the lads in the WhatsApp group last night. I've been down here a ton, and, and nothing has ever had us the first time heard of that series like that. But I suppose that puts a damper on things. Did everybody just head off to bed after that today? Pretty much. I mean, the, the funny thing was, the lads were heading off to bed, yeah. and then it was just right then that the. Niall got on the phone to me he's like did you just see that and I was watching it happen as he was on the phone to me and I think one of the lads went off, one of the lads who was involved yeah. went off with them as they were going up the list and stuff like that so he was going to hide kind of like, thing, well they could be staying in the, on the floor, same floor as us so we better keep our wits about us later on did you manage to get any sleep last night anyway after that just about just about no, no sweet dreams but enough to get me going through the day today you know you never know you might see our dreams come through here today what are you looking forward to most about today then <sighs> I'm looking forward to a bit of banter, a bit of everyone getting together at the end, you know. A bit of crack, a bit few, of ball. A few jars and no stabbings, hopefully. A few jars and no stabbings. If we make it off, with a, if it's only a fight by the end of the day, 
we've done well, you know. But no knives, that's it. No knives, no knives. We <laughs> keep it to the fists. I shall check in with you later, Bill. Thanks perfect, very much. Perfect. Connor, you just mentioned there it was the first time you'd had to use sunscreen <laughs> so far this year. Describe the scene for us here at Lindholm's oh. Felton. <laughs> it's fucking gorgeous. Like, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a shit winter to be honest. And then, like this week, it just started picking up, and you're looking at you're looking at the phone, checking Saturday it's going to be 12 degrees. Next day, Saturday says 13 degrees. Next day, Saturday is 15 degrees. So. And you're yeah. off by a lottery ticket. Yeah. Yes, I won in life, you know. No, but because it makes a big difference to us because we've no cover down here. So if it's if it's raining, everybody's getting drenched. We've, yeah. We've a couple of tents. We've had it here before in the rain and it just puts like, it's a literally miserable. a damper. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing, everybody's soaked. By the time they get into the porn or the dinner, everybody's coughing. And yeah, yeah, half dead. Yeah. I, I notice you're not here. You're here in your civilian clothes today. You won't be playing today, will you? No, not at all. I haven't played for about five years. So it's, uh, so, do you not get tempted when you see all this happening and there's lads warming up there from Copenhagen and I see Malmo and their new jerseys yeah, over there. Yeah. Uh, not, not that much. I was never a Gaelic footballer, so I used to always go to tournaments with like a knot in my stomach, just dreading. Uh, <laughs> Please don't pass me the ball. Exactly. I don't want to be the one that fucks up. And, like I'm a tall lad, so they'd stick me in midfield, yeah. and um, it would take the other team maybe yeah half the first half to realise it's no good. So they wouldn't target me for the the, the first ten minutes because they think, oh, he's a tall fella. We'll he must know what he's doing. Yeah. If he's in there, like yeah. And then they realise they can't catch for shit. They put their best catcher on me. So he just can't. Yeah. They're long old days, and that happens. They, aren't they? they, they are. They are. I tried my best, but uh, I never loved uh, never loved the experience of playing. But I always loved the experience around the whole uh, tournament yeah. and everybody the, getting together. So. What's the buzz around the club now? Because I was talking to Kevin a little bit earlier on. He was saying yeah. there's some new fellas. There's still some old faces around. Davies around that kind of thing. Yeah, we we. It's it's a bit up and down. Like um, well, we've like coming down training there during the week. We had 15 people down, and it's mm. the most we've had in a long time. But we've been training with eight, seven sometimes. Yeah. And then the the girls team, the girls. We didn't think for a while we'd we'd have one, but we we got a few new players in, and like uh, the likes of Dee and Shanna have always been around. Will always be driving it, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's nice to get the new faces in. Yeah. But there there's some lads in the guys team here that I've only seen once or twice before. Like uh, yeah. So we will see how it goes. Hopefully, if they get a, a taste of an actual tournament, they might come down more often. Well, this is it. They're up against Odinson now in the first match soon enough. Uh, yeah. What would be success for you guys for today? Do you want to win the whole thing? You're on home soil. <laughs> Obviously, winning the whole thing is good. Um, but but for me, I just like I want their new players to enjoy it. Yeah. And I want them to to like think, yeah, this is something I can do again, so I can come back down. Because yeah, winning the tournament is good. Uh, but if you're winning it. Yeah, and people aren't enjoying it. It doesn't matter. If the like we want to grow the club. We want to get back to where we were. So we want people coming back down. So big European good, results. Big yeah. European nights in Malmo GA. Yeah. Yeah. Can I start by asking you? Just tell me your name and what you're doing here, Lim Hans Felter today. Uh, Jimmy Murphy is my name. I am uh, the manager of the Hillerad um, Gaelic football team that we started this year in um, Hillerad in Denmark. And today we're in the first round of the Nordic Championships here in Malmo. This is not your first team here, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> I was a founder in the uh, Gothenburg uh, in the early 2000s with um, uh, Billy Finn and uh, Declan Redmond and all of those lads. And then I actually moved up to Stockholm. Didn't get involved with the Stockholm team, obviously, because I was um, still travelling around. Yeah. But now I'm based on the Hill Road working on a project, so yeah. um, that's where I am. How easy was it to get a club going, Jimmy? Were, were, did the lads come to you and say, look at Jimmy, we want to do this, or did you go to them and go, right, come on? No, there was sort of a combined effort that we sort of 
we realised that there was we, we started five aside soccer we said look lads look there's enough gated footballers here mm-hmm. and we knew that there was one or two of them that were training already with Copenhagen so we said look let's start the club here in um, Hillrod and it's taken off and we know I mean we we have, we have 20, 24 players of training like, Jesus. It's great. yeah it's very good so did, for those who don't know, you know, Copenhagen is obviously the capital. Where, how far away is Hillerod from where It's about 30 minutes um, north of um, Copenhagen. So it's not that difficult to get to? No, 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 no. Very, very easy to get to. Is this your first games today or have you had a few snaky old challenge matches there? To get no, we've had no cha- challenge matches. This is, this is our first... First match, you know, so today, so. And what are you expecting from today? You see, the other thing is, sometimes you get a new team starting, right? Uh, it's new people and they don't know the scene, they haven't been around. You've been around here for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think these guys can do today? Jim? Um, I think that we'll do well. We'll do well. We have a couple of very, very good players. And we've mixed a mixed few players. We've won a Mald- Mald- uh, guy from Moldova. We have um, Gullit, who's originally um, Somalian. And... Um, you know, uh, it's a it's a it's a good mix, yeah. and counties represented all over this. Brilliant. Yeah, we look forward to seeing what you get up to. I'll talk to you again. Thanks, Philip. Hardy, the coach, the captain, Il Duce for the Stockholm Gales this year. Uh, where the first game is underway now between Malmo and Odense, is what it looks like to me here. What's happening so far? Uh, Malmo look comfortable on the ball here. There's a couple of great um, ball players, and they they're using the space and the breeze very well. Um, I was expecting it the other way around, to be honest, but. Yeah. Um, no, so far, um, it's still early days, only five minutes in, but Malmo are much yeah. more comfortable on the ball. Odense were the big team a few years ago. They had a load of lads from the data centre. Was, was that before your time, or did you come along just as they were dominating things? They actually won last year. So my first year here in Malmo won, then my second year here Odense won. So yeah. it, it changes a lot over here. And um, I... Uh, oh, 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 there was nearly a goal chance yeah. on for Mick there. Last, yeah. last year, they had a couple of big, big players and could... Um, carry the ball and take some great scores so yeah. but this team this game looks quite evenly poised so mm. um but we have to we definitely have to watch some of the ball carriers yeah it's not a day for long shots you don't think so no, no i don't think i think it's more like kind of intricate passing more work the ball in through the hands kind of thing you know? yeah definitely or is it just looking to make there i was played here for god knows how many years yeah he's a familiar face he's one of those uh long-standing characters of the Nordics. Lovely left foot. There's Kevin Dunn out there as well doing this thing. Yeah. Um, you had, how many did you have out of training in Stockholm on Wednesday night? You had a good few we, out, didn't we you? We had 18 out of training, so it's great to see. We've Unfortunately, if you guys couldn't make it this, but uh, we've um, we've definitely increased our numbers this year. Yeah. Um, probably by a third at least. Um, so it's great to add some competition to training and just add some new faces to the club. So I the positive that future looks bright for Stockholm. Yeah. Definitely. And in terms of coming down here, you know, do you have any sort of ambitions when you set out like you know is it is it the winning and the taking part is the crack here oh i've been abroad for 11 years now and i kind of find that um of course i like to win but overall if the guys enjoy the the weekend if they're um if they want to come back to another one for me they're taking part in the building relationships it sounds a bit cheesy there but i think the, I know, the, I think the, it, the community abroad i think it's important that guys and girls appreciate that. I think it's 100% correct what you're saying there. Uh, you mentioned there you've been around for a long time. You're in the Middle East for a long time, which is a very strong Gaelic football scene. What's it like playing football over there? Because obviously you can't play your tournaments in the middle of the day, can you? No, no, no. Wait, Holding well, the goal there, yeah. There's, um, uh, yeah, it, it is a much more competitive area, purely based on the number of clubs that there are over here. But um, no, the, the climate is very different. Um, the thing I miss a lot from being here now is the fact that half the, half the year is missing through the weather. Yeah. Whereas over there, you can't play basically eight months of the year, yeah. apart from peak summer. So, um, but no, they, a, more, a more competitive environment over there. Um, I think over here is more kind of casual and 
Lads are happy to kind of come out and take part in some football. If Malmo has just scored one of the ugliest goals I've ever seen. I know, it looks like one of those um, uh, ones that you don't want to look back home. But, um, I, I scored a good few of them down here myself and I'd be happy to get one of them today. Um, when you compare the two, is there a lot more money in the clubs in, uh, in Gaelic football um, over beyond the Middle East, would you say? I th- yeah, there is, yes, because like, there's... <sighs> To be honest, Stockholm is quite similar, but there are a lot of Irish companies over there in the yeah, yeah. as well, and they're very happy and ge- they're generous to sponsor the to sponsor the clubs. But yeah. I've been very impressed over here with our clubs. We've yeah. got Wirstroms and Gamlestan have been very generous to us. Yeah. Salbo Heads for the third year in a row have been very generous, and then the Irish Chamber of Commerce as well. Have yeah, been. And Salbo Heads is a that's a Swedish company doing business with Irish companies. Yes, you know? they are. Yeah, so like it's um I'm really impressed with their kind of support for the communities and happy to kind of promote the Gaelic games. Abroad. Yeah, we're in the, the Malmo goal now at the moment. We just had a, a, a ever a point blocked down now. There's an awful lot of fellas in front there. Odin said, not looking as good as they have in previous years. What, what would be success for you here today, Paddy? What would you like to see the team do? Is it just a case of enjoying yourself? Or? Um, I would like to make the semis. I think they, they, the groups look strong. I, I would love to make the semi final, but I'm measuring it more on like, all of the guys kind of getting out, taking part, and just getting a chance for me to see people play. We've only really had three or four trainings, sorry, two or three trainings. Yeah. So this is a chance for me to see the guys play and and gel together. Great stuff. We'll check in with you again a little bit later on. But for now, Paddy, thank you very much you're indeed. You're very welcome. So, there are two men's pitches. There is one ladies pitch and the first game is over on the first men's pitch. And it is Malmo winning by 3-5 to 2-4. How's it going? Yourself. Not you, too bad at all. Podcast, are you? I am indeed. How are you? How are you? Who are we here? I'm Joey. This is Finn. How are you, Joey? Yeah. And Finn, are you enjoying your day of Gaelic football this I'm morning? Having a great day, thank you very much. Have you brought your boots with you? No, those we now. We just just did park one, so. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. the flip flops won't get you very far in the Gaelic football. Will they? Will they? No, how no, long no. are you living down here? Oh, she's been here two years. Oh, how are you enjoying it so far? Loving it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Is it better now to have the Gaelic football going again? Yeah. It's definitely yeah, yeah. And here you guys, Mr. Sheedy. Always, always. I mean, Owen is an absolute fucking legend of the day. You know? Yeah, he just moved back, unfortunately. Know, and especially yeah. with the hurling going on here today as well. Are you a hurling yourself, are you? I'm not, no, no, no. Not yet? Not yet, not yet. We'll see. Brilliant. Listen, we'll, we'll see. talk to you a little bit yeah, later on I'll today. Okay, soon, yeah. go on. Cheers. Good luck. Uh, my name's Thomas McCorney. Uh, I'm from Belfast and I play for St. Bridges, uh, Belfast. And... Are you finished, Thomas? <laughs> hey, my name's Niall Curran. Uh, from uh, Balling Last Victor and I play for Stockholm Gales. And uh, your first taste of Nordic Championship action, what was that like now? It was good, but I am exhausted now. What, what, you barely ran a fucking step out there. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me a few months. Give me a few months. I'll be at it. Okay. No, we'll let Noel get us back. Back. Thomas appears to be ready to talk, so he obviously didn't really run a whole lot. Out. What was that? If you compared to, to playing back in Belfast, what was that like? Um, a different standard, uh, to be honest. They didn't expect it to be as, as high standard as it was, and this heat's absolutely killing us back here. But I'm um, looking forward to the rest of the day and good to get to start off with a win. This is the first time that you've pulled on the Stockholm Gales jersey. We always talk about the GEA and what it means to us, and I suppose even for some people in the north it means even more than it does to people in the south. How does it feel to pull on a new jersey? You probably wore your own club's jersey all your life, did you? Yeah, I've, I've been uh, St. Bridges Belfast ever since the age of four. Um, played for school teams, university teams, but this is the, the first time I've ever uh, pulled on a different club jersey and I'm, I'm proud to represent it and I'll give it a mile. How long are you going to be here for? Um, I'm only here for an, another month. I've been here all, all year. I decided whenever I moved in August I'd give myself a month to settle down and then uh, I looked at the Instagram and he's announced your last game, so I kind of I missed, I missed the season, but I I made sure to, to get out here because this is probably the, the only time I'll get to put the jersey on, but I'm happy to be here. So basically the only chance you have of winning the Nordic tournament is today, so we have to go and do it for you? Absolutely. I have to I have to give it to the club as well. <laughs> we'll sort that out. Has, has Noel got his breath back yet, has he? I do, yeah, yeah. I think I can talk a little bit more. How long are you here for now? Uh, I've been here a year and a half, and I don't know, just see what the future brings yeah. after that, yeah. 
you're, you're stepping into some very big shoes there because there was a lad named Carl Lambert who played in our very first game and the very first thing he did in the Stockholm Gales was give away a, a sideline ball because he hand-passed it back in. Uh, are, we, are we likely to see that from you today? Yeah, we did already see that, yeah. So I think I'm a good replacement <laughs> for, for Carl, so yeah. yeah. Are you enjoying it so far? What do you think of the standard here? It's yeah, look, it's not like we're going to get back at home, but it's good. You tell lads they're training hard. Maybe someone haven't played a lot of football before, but it, it's good. It's more about having fun and getting together. The Irish community in Sweden getting together. Do you find you have to work hard out there because they're short, very intensive games, right? Yeah, no, it's a lot of work. And uh, as for me, I haven't played football in three years. Uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty intense. But I think that's due to the like, short games. You know? yeah. We'll see how far it takes us. We'll talk to you later on. Thanks very much. Des, what are you here for today? I'm here as the, the men's uh, football manager uh, of the Copenhagen men's football team. And yet you have this wooden thing in your hand that I believe you love very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this uh, lovely thing called a slitter and a hurl and uh, it was made in Kilkenny and like me. <laughs> <laughs> you have to rub that one in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to be, are you the hurling officer for the... the for the county board, for the GGE. For, for the Glo yeah. uh, Gaelic Games Europe. Gaelic Games now, Europe, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I got elected this year from... Um, from Chris from from um, from off oh, and Darmstadt. Yeah. So he's now living in Dublin and he's doing international. Um, he's helping with international coordination with like uh, expats in Dublin mm. connecting with the GA as well there. Yeah. So he's doing. A, he's continuing to do a great job. Yeah. And of course, the the Viking Games was a fairly famous. Uh, went down one one of the European tournaments a few years ago. When yeah. Yeah. Owned. And we even ho we hosted it in in Copenhagen yeah. in, to, uh, in 2019, and we had 200 odd camogues uh, and hurlers uh, come, and we we had we got our sponsorship from uh, what's called Carlsberg as well. Mm. So Viking Gales probably the best uh, hurling team in Scandinavia. Mm. So along with you know, new teams popping up all over the region as well. I have to mention uh, Finland for the Tempera Hammers. Yep. Also they're popping up and Helsinki are, are, are going to bring their own players as well. And we're developing hurling generally in the region, yep. which is amazing for us from a Nordic GA point of view. And it's from, a Sto Stockholm Camogie team there with Michelle Connor exactly, as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've the, or myself and the Camogie officer have done little form we put out and asked everybody for like to put in their feed to what they yeah. want to get equipment and coaching and development wise. So we're going to get all that feedback back, and we got we got from St Stockholm as well, and they're going to be taken care of as well along with everybody else. So this is the, the great Sheesh, thing. She's throwing around money like snuff for the weight. Oh, well, you know, there's there's stuff we've ignored that we have. There's there's funds there. You just have to ask for it. And once you ask for it, and you go through your 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 club account and you ask for it through the proper fashion, mm. then then you, you know we'll get it. We'll assess it and we'll get it. And we'll, help, we'll support people and we'll try and help with initiatives and get coaches in from from all over. We're trying to develop in the tutor side and with the coping, co uh, the coaching officer as well. So mm. there's a lot of work done in the county board. That a lot of people don't see yeah. happening in the, in the background, and that's the way it should be. It's like we're just here to facilitate the sports being played, mm. and you know we'll do it quietly in the background. We won't be taking any medals or anything like that. We'll throw out the slitters, and that's what we did in Maastricht as well. We didn't have any medals at the at the tournament. We yeah. just gave a, a, a bag of slitters to everybody, every team that came down. So. That's the way we operate now. You can do nothing with a medal, but you can do a whole lot with a slitter. Exactly. There's exactly. six six football teams out here today, two ladies football teams. When will we be able to have a tournament, do you think, from Nordic clubs with Stockholm, Malmo, Tampere, you know, these kind of Nordic teams? Do you ever see that, that we'll be having the same event for hurling and camogie? I hope so. I hope so. That's the thing. That's what that's the goal in the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, 
we'll have to develop the numbers in first and once we get like the numbers built up and we get um, like teams going to European Championships there's five European Championships every year and we have three football championships every year as well and there's always the football championships down in Europe that if we can't if teams can't hit the Nordic Championship which I hope they do go to first but after that go to European Championships and there's it's all open to everybody like anybody can drop in and play in the European Championship it's just for the teams to organise themselves get their flights get their accommodation getting all sorted and I think I'd say to every club just like get your teams ready for the year at the start of the year have your age games early and then it makes it easier for the for us in the county board to sort out the host and sort out the, the dates earlier once we know there's yeah. no point in coming 15 minutes before Des thanks very much for talking to me we'll see you on the field a little bit later yeah, on I hope definitely I will I will I'll be the last time in defence for Copenhagen <laughs> and goal Sorry, I'll be the umpire yeah. <laughs> run so the story is, so that we can keep the timeline straight on this podcast, that uh, Stockholm came out and won their first game against Odense by two goals and five points to eight points for Odense. So that's a total of 11 points to Stockholm, eight to Odense. Now Odense also lost to Malmö, which means that when Odense, or sorry, when Malmö and Stockholm play, it's to see who wins the group. Now you might think that, okay, you know, there's still both teams are going through to the semi-finals. So it's uh, six teams, two groups of three. Uh, and does it matter? Yes, it does matter, because it turns out the Hildurad from Denmark that we were talking to a little bit earlier on there uh, with Jimmy they're actually very very good indeed so it is going to make a difference so we're going to have to get out there and give these Malmo fellas a bit of a clattering. Right Kev the group games are all over how did that pan out who's playing who in the semi-finals? Uh, well as far as I know it's going to be ourselves Malmo against uh, Copenhagen and then it'll be yourself Stockholm against Hillerud so uh, you'll uh, be doing well against those lads. So you have one of the classic derbies in the, Norway, in, in the Nordic region between Malmo and Copenhagen. Yeah. Uh, did and you see them are they any use are they? Uh, there's a few new good players I write to them, so uh, the rivalry has kind of gone, we've kind of become friends, or friendlier ourselves in Stockholm over the years. Is that right, Phil? I, well, you and me, you know, there's no love lost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, ourselves in Copenhagen, yeah, there's a bit of, bit of bitter, bitter rivalry there. We're 20 minutes across the bridge and they're the big brothers over that side of the water. We think we, a home tournament, you know what, we're going to give everything, everything we have. Well, this the is the thing. It's, it's all about winning on home tour. And these Hildegard lads, they've uh, came in here. They were supposed to be pretty good as well, are they? Yeah, they have a few quality players, all right. I think uh, they are the team to beat. So uh, we'll see how the rest of the day goes, Phil. Here we go. The sun is still shining. Yeah. <laughs> John Kelleher, Copenhagen GEA. You've an awful lot of lads over here, and I believe they made the semi finals now, have they? I'm not sure, actually. Where are you now, boys? I think they got one game left, have you? In the group? No, oh, what is it? Into the semi finals now. Yeah, so you're playing Malmo by the looks of these because they bet the show. Oh, you're playing Malmo in the se- semis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Tr- traditionally, that's a big fucking. Well, that's going to be a grudge match. There's going to be se- fair slaps going in on that one, I'd say, without a doubt. But look at, there's two good teams as well. I haven't seen Malmo play, but we've got some good players coming through now, I have to say, at the end of the day. Yeah. Now, I did watch them myself there. There's a lot of things they can tighten up on. I've never the heard you say line. that in different. <laughs> <laughs> i got to do me bit. When did you get involved in GA in Copenhagen, John? You were one of the originals. Yeah, yeah. We, myself, and, myself and Tony Kennedy from Kennedy's founded uh, the Copenhagen GA back in 2003, was it, or something like that? I think wow. so, about 20 years ago, I think. Yeah, we're having the 20th anniversary, I think, or the 21st anniversary this year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we founded the first club, and then 
Balmo jumped in and, and started making but we survived with the Aussie rules for a long time we were playing compromise rules for years yeah. it was the only thing that kept us going and then Malmo started and then Gothenburg I think and then yourself started wasn't yeah. it and then Oslo and then Helsinki so we're, we're thriving now we're got, you still have good numbers I don't know what your girls like well this year now we've no girls down here unfortunately but we're doing our best to get them out there yeah, yeah. Kind of but it does it comes and goes you know, yeah, yeah. Flows yeah, ebbs and flows like look at us geez, we're spoiled we turned up here with 16 players today and we can't even have that many on a squad but yeah there's only one squad there was only one team here to play and that was against Malmo but they have some cracking players as well man if they you know and it is as you say it swings in my underbelt sometimes you'll have an influx of players coming and you'll have too many and you don't know what to do with them yeah, and then yeah. somehow you turn up and you don't have enough no, nobody wants to train. play in the B team do they? this is it there is no B team <laughs> Jesus God forbid if I tried to split that team up I'd be fucking 100 on a quarter I mean you looking after them today you're coaching them right? I'm coaching today yeah yeah so we, we only we played a friendly warm up game because they, there was a lot of players that haven't played football before so we said have a friendly warm up game then we had the championship game which nearly went totally awry for us. We were 12 points down at half time. We came back and we won by one. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, it was some cracking game, actually. It was a cracking game of football. And now we're going to do a mixed game then uh, at about 2 o'clock, I think. We're just going to throw them all together and pick out two teams and let them play let against each other. Look, there's no point travelling and not playing football. This that's, is it. that's the whole point of it, you know what I mean? You were saying you're supposed to be back home in Ireland this week, were you? I was, going, I was meant to go home to watch. Yeah, but I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't be saying. Go home to watch the rugby, watch Leinster play. <laughs> <laughs> not around here. Jesus, we'll be home for it. You're going to go back for that, way, yeah, but... Well, I, go, no, I was meant to go home for the semi next week as well yeah. and then uh, well I've got tickets for the final so I'm going home for that one anyway hopefully it's a qualify so you might make a final here today as well well, you never know well we've the women have won the championship already here, so we yeah. just move on to the next one. I think the next one is Gavla, is it? Uh, yeah, 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 two hours not. It's not coming okay. in, in August or something. I can't remember. Okay, what it is, you know? okay, yeah, Can yeah. We see you up there as well. You never know. Rubber arm here, you know what I mean? I could be easily convinced. <laughs> easily twisted, easily twisted. <laughs> but I got to start saving me holiday time and all that because I'm going to France for the rugby, so so I got to be careful. This is between the rugby and everything else at this point. Fair enough, would you be? Single man, what can I do now? I can't be saying I hope be old. John, thanks very much indeed. Good seeing you. Yeah, take care of yourself. So this is it, here we go, getting ready for the semi-final against Hildurad. That's all business between us and the final here today. They're a newly started club, so we'll see what they have to offer, but boy, Jason, there's plenty out of them. Handsome boys, a lot of them. And unfortunately, that was the end of the day for the Stockholm Gales, in any case, and it was also the end of the day for myself and for Heidelberg. And we're now back at the central station in Malmö, uh, because we have to travel home pretty much uh, straight after. We had these uh, adjustable tickets that we could have stayed on until tomorrow if Stockholm Gales had made the final. But unfortunately, we were beaten by Hildurad uh, by a score. Uh, the Danish team, they beat us by a score of, I think it was 1-8 to 6 points. And Carol Fian of uh, Solna had uh, a shot fairly late on there. They came back off a post and it just wouldn't drop for me whatsoever. So uh, we left. And what we're going to do now with this podcast is we're going to head back up to Stockholm. And as the final is being played, I think it's actually being played as I'm talking to you right now. And I'll try to get hold of somebody, maybe Paddy Black or uh, or Kevin Dorn that you heard from a little bit earlier on today. And we'll find out exactly how the final went. So give me a minute and I'll get them on the line. Kev, how's the head? I'll try to be as quiet as possible here. Yeah, it's uh, it's not too bad, Phil. You know what? I went home at a reasonable time. Um, so uh, but we're in, in bed before the witching hour. So it wasn't too bad. In bed before the witch hour, but full of those lovely, lovely pints from Fagan's pub, I guess. Look at, I go to get you to, to, to rewind here. I had to leave because myself and Heidel were getting the train at 20 past four from Malmo. At that stage, we just lost our semi-final to Hildurad, but we were talking about that massive game that was going on between Malmo and Copenhagen. Take it from there. What happened to that game? I don't know. Do you want the, the long story, the short story? The short story would be that we lost uh, a disappointing loss. We don't like losing to Copenhagen. 
Um, they did a good see good team this year, but I think we could have, I think we could have won it, but we didn't, and that's the main thing. So Copenhagen went to the final. Um, yeah, and not us. Well, was it close in the end, Kev? Was it? Was there a goal in it? I think it was a goal in it. So again, we went and played on the rugby pitch. So um, there's two or we were, someone said the other semi-finals you were on was played on the football pitch, the soccer pitch. We moved on to the rugby pitch, a longer pitch, a bit narrower as well. Um, very much conducive to 11 side uh, Gaelic football, but two hot balls in over the heads of the fullback line. Now, you can ask who's on the fullback line, uh, Phil, but I won't be letting you know in this conversation. Uh, it wasn't me. Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> two, two silly goals let in, and then that kind of that kind of had us on the back foot the whole way through that game. I mean, we pushed them close, but we didn't get close enough. That's that's unfortunate. Now, there was supposed to be a, a third place playoff there, and that would have been between yourselves and ourselves. And it has to be said, and I'll say it loud and clear, that just absolutely battered us in the group game, right? Um, those games tend to be cancelled. And due to the fact that myself, no, not that you cancelled it because I was leaving, obviously the third and fourth place game didn't take place then, no? No, that's the case. I think third and fourth... So in some of the tournaments... um. Yeah, it, it's worth paying the third and fourth again because we're in the Nordic Championship. You get points for finishing one, two, three, four, five, and six. Yeah. So um those points can be can uh, make a big difference at the end of the Nordic Championship. But I think you get a you play, it's it, it's a stop start days, you know, Phil. You play 20, 25, 30 minutes of football per game, then you're waiting around for an hour, then you're back on again. It's hard in the body to get going, both mentally and physically. And a third and fourth may not have been. I wasn't conducive to to Stockholm Day yesterday, so we'll yeah, we we took third place. But good fun. I went to uh, to Noel McLeave at one point yesterday and it was, I think there was a break until two o'clock and there was hurling and there was all sorts of stuff. And I was trying to see because like I'm conscious of the fact that my back starts to stiffen up from the first minute of the first game. I was going, okay, if we're going to get through this day now, I have to keep playing. I was going, ah, oh, Noel, um, are, we, are we running on time? Maybe a little bit ahead of time, Noel? And he wasn't having it. He was going, you're playing your semi-final at two o'clock, shut up, off you go. Don't screw around with my Excel sheets, you know? Yeah. But then that left us obviously with the, the big game of the day, which is going to be the big Danish clash between uh, Hillerud, a new club from a half uh, half an hour or so north of Copenhagen uh, and Copenhagen themselves. And they were two clubs and uh, they came from obviously the two separate groups, the two separate sides of the draw, but they played against each other before. So what, what did that game look like in the end? Was there a good atmosphere for that one? Oh, there was a great atmosphere for that one. Um, I actually had, uh, there was a good crowd down at the game, even a lad here called Matty B., He's, uh, he lived in Malmo, but he didn't know the tournament was going on. And he was up with his kids at the playground, a good 300 metres away. And he heard what he thought were Irish voices, screams, guttural yeah. men screams coming from the pitch. So he came down as well. So there was there was people there that had never seen the sport before. There was uh, had a New Zealand mate who was down. So the place was packed out um, on the both sidelines and everyone giving it socks. So it was a great atmosphere. And what was the game itself like? Because Hillerod were one of those. We've had really dominant teams in the past. I was lucky enough to be part of one of them. And then we had an Odense team, which was very dominant. And we had, you know, those spells where Lulio had an absolute, they were absolutely unbeatable. So, but was there a huge difference in class between the two teams? You know what? I think Copenhagen put it up to them. But Hillerod had the kind of quality just to be able to get through on goal. Um, 
goals and points just kept on coming. I think if you can keep that momentum in a game, you're very hard to beat. Uh, I think Copenhagen had a very hard time getting the ball up the field. And Hillerud just sometimes made it look easy. And I think that that kind of quality, they have a few. We had, we were lucky enough to have um, a lad from Tip, Chucky, and he was playing in midfield with them there yesterday. Or half four. I think he moved in half four, actually, for that game. Um, but again, just a, a quality player. Again, you can put him into any senior team. And then um, another guy called Kevin in midfield for Hillerud as well. And just just dominating, getting good ball. Copenhagen really put it up to them. Um, really good, tight marking, physical game, big hits going in. Um, so it was great to watch, great to watch. Mm. Kev's a fabulous player, great free taker as well. So anything you give away from the halfway line inwards, he's just going to split the post with it as well, you know, uh, which yeah. is... Which yeah, is yeah, desperately yeah. annoying when you're playing against them. You're going, Jesus, can I foul him out here? Nope, he's going to pop no. that one over, you know? No, so, and you got to get, you got, you can, yeah, that's the thing. You, you kind of have to go touch tight on those really good quality players and kind of get a match up. And I think Copenhagen did good with that as in they had one of their best players on him. But it's just, a, it, it's a class, it's a class act. And it's great to see that kind of football being played here in the Nordics. Mm. I think it encourages everybody as well because you have to come up with a game plan then to beat lads like that. Lads like that are going to get their scores and that. So you kind of have to stop absolutely everybody else then from contributing. You know, everybody else on the on the pitch, they have to win their battle as well. Was there much in it in the end in the final, Kev, in terms of scores? I think there was a I think there was there was a very a goal and a couple of points in it. So it wasn't it, it wasn't a landslide um victory by any manner of means. And it was it had that kind of tension of a tight game the whole way through. So Copenhagen did very well to kind of keep, um, yeah, keep them close. But in the end, it kind of, yeah, in the end, Hillerud had it in them. They uh, they played very well in that final and they had to, to win it. Yeah, it's fantastic to see all together. And then, of course, the bit that everybody looks forward to, the tents came down, uh, the, the tracksuits went on and everybody took off to Fagan's pub and the prize giving and the dinner and that kind of thing. I'd imagine, was it basically only people who were at the tournament were in Fagan's last night or did the poor old locals have to put up, the regular customers down there have to put up with an invasion of people from all over the place? Uh, they had to put up an invasion. There was um, a few <laughs> renditions of various songs, Wolf Tones included, and I think people were going, what have I got into? It was uh, it was wild in there. Um, but yeah, I, only Fagans could do it. I know Fagans a great Irish pub, and it's it's there are other Irish pubs in this city here in Mama, but I wouldn't I wouldn't even wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're anything when it comes to Fagans. And again, going into an Irish pub, they know how to deal with the big crowds of, of thirsty Irish men and women. So uh, again, they they were well staffed, and people got their drinks. Good time, good food as well, and uh, we had a great evening in there. Yeah. Uh, now, you, you obviously a responsible adult like myself. You were in at home and in bed and that kind of thing. But did you hear, like, did the lads enjoy themselves down there and the girls were down there? Because the girls from Copenhagen came across the bridge to play against your girls as well there. So, But a good night was had by all down there, it was. Oh, yeah, it was. Like, as in, it's... The, the, uh, the, the after parties at these tournaments, it's, um, it's like being back home uh, as well. As in everyone's everyone's having the crack. It's um it's all gold. Like coppers on tour, isn't it? <laughs> a bit of coppers on tour. So again, um now nah, it was a great evening, great evening. So we were a good we we're a good hundred and hundred and fifty in there. Um 
which is which is great numbers to get for a tournament like this. And hopefully you can build this momentum and go on to Reykjavik and then up to Yevla later in the year and just to get that participation, um, get those numbers down. It makes for a great day. Yeah. Well, I think now post-COVID as well, Kev, there's a lot of people experiencing this for the first time, you know, because I mean, you may have been around for a long time, but a lot of the newer lads and girls will have seen this for the first time. I think when they do see it, they go, okay, I get this now. This is worth, uh, worth doing, you know. Come yeah. here to me, there's always a prize giving at this thing. And we had uh, Mark Horrigan was the referee and he had a colleague there who had our group games and that as well. They had to hand out the player of the tournament awards. And one of the things I wanted, I think uh, the men's player of the tournament award this year was dedicated to the memory of our good friend, Kevin Higgins, who passed away way this winter um were you there when that prize was presented and can you remember who got it uh, yeah it was all right i um so again it was rory and mark who decide the main player tournament and then we had another referee for the the women's uh, the women's games and i'll start with the women's that was lauren from uh, malmo ga here so uh local born and bred um who won best women's and then it was kevin from hillerud who uh, won Best Men's. And as you were saying, that award was dedicated to the memory of uh, Kevin Higgins. Um, and yeah, quite a poignant moment. Uh, Kevin was always here at all the tournaments, always coming down to Malmo, enjoyed it down here. Um, and uh, for him not to be here um, was different. Yeah. And yet, you know, he was, uh, it was Jimmy uh, who was coaching the Hillerod team, who was part of starting the Gothenburg team, I think he said to us earlier on in this podcast and that. So there's that little link there as well. And you'd love to see a situation where Gothenburg, you know, who are one of the the powerhouses who started the whole thing, where they can get up and running because unfortunately they pulled out at the last minute. I don't think they could get the players together, you know, so uh, hopefully we'll see them. Uh, back on the field in the near future. What's your plan now, Kev? Because as you mentioned there, there's a tournament that's been mooted in Reykjavik. There's a small club struggling to get going over there and they were awarded a tournament. It's going to be difficult because it's going to cost money and that kind of thing. Are you planning on sending teams over there or do you think that tournament is going to happen? That's what's, that's what's being muted, 17th of June, all right. Um, it'd be great to great to have a host of tournaments somewhere else, but you kind of want a bit of longevity to that as in to, there should be a legacy there as well and it should be the setup of the Reykjavik team and trying to get them motoring again uh, it's one of those destinations that people want to travel to so mm. hopefully that's the case hopefully you get that tournament going and um, we all put it in and get over there we, we're definitely actively talking about sending the men's and women's team from Malmo wow where, where will you find the, the the money to do that? Will it be a case of sort of take whatever was put in the till in Vegas last night and, and invest that in airline tickets or what? Uh, it might be something along those lines. We do actually have a very good sponsor this year, IKEA, uh, a Swedish, um, what do you call it, Anleggings company. Um, so uh, we have, we've got a, a good bit of sponsorship from them. And then um, we have Vegas also as a sponsor. So, we're looking, we're a bit financially very sound, but we could always do with more players, to be honest, Phil. Uh, pity we can't do a big uh, transfer and get a few lads over from Ireland or so. Um, but uh, we're financially, we're in a sound, a sound place, Phil. Yeah. 
would be fascinating to see now if that tournament happens because if, if that's often the seed that starts something off that Reykjavik, you know, they'll probably get a kick in their home tournament because I don't think they've even played anybody yet. But, uh, you know, it might be something then. And also for the locals there in Iceland to see because Olympic handball is very popular. And if this, I keep saying that this could be a sport that we could attract those people to play then uh, during during the summer, you know. Um, lastly, Kev, what's, what's the plan now? Because, like, you're in a really good spot now. You have Copenhagen a half an hour across the bridge. You have Hildred a half an hour further on there. Are there any plans now to get together and play a couple of mini tournaments, a couple of challenge matches among yourselves, that kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. It's great to have um, the local, as in a good a few teams within a short uh, distance from each other. So the plan is that we get over to either Hillerud or Hillerud to come over to us. Um, we've always had a, a relationship with Copenhagen uh, is uh, is a bit of a big brother, a small brother uh, kind of relationship. Which is um, which? <laughs> what to say? Which is which? I'm assuming Copenhagen are still doing the big brother thing, are they? Oh, yeah, I think that's the case, all right. Um, so, uh, we, yeah, we, we often try to get games, friendlies against Copenhagen, but it will always fall on something. Um, but Hillerud, we good connections with the lads from Hillerud, a few of them have played with us previously. So, uh, yeah, we're game, game on for, for having a few friendlies and getting getting a bit more football. You want, you can see it even the first matches of the tournament yesterday. It takes a while to get back into the flow of things yeah. and get back into knowing the other players in your team and those structures and how to play, how to uh, simple things that you get by playing more matches. So, um, yeah, we're hoping to get a few more friendlies going. All right. Well, that's the thing. It's not just that, you know, it, it, when you're learning to play with players, like I was playing with lads for the first time yesterday. They don't know what I do. They don't know, Like, I know more about how you play against me than what I do because we've met each other so often. And that really helps the flow of it and making the right decision and making the right run and the right pass and that kind of thing. So I'd say by the time we get to Yavla now, uh, post-summer, it, it should be something else altogether. Listen, we'll do another podcast later on uh, sometime maybe before the summer. We'll get a few of the clubs on board and see if we can have a conversation that people can take part in about how we can make it all better. But Kev, a huge thanks to yourself and to Noel and to everybody in the club and especially to Fagan's Pub and to the municipality of Malmo who gave us that wonderful facility now, 10, 12, 13 years we're playing down there. Uh, thank you all for a wonderful day and indeed to the weather gods again. And we'll see you in Reykjavik or in Yavla very, very soon indeed. Good stuff, Phil. Thanks for that. So that was it. That was our trip to Malmo. If this is the first time listening to this podcast and you're anywhere in the Nordic region, not just in Sweden, like it, subscribe it, share it, do your best, send it to the boys and girls in the club. If you want to support it, patreon.com forward slash arrowman in Stockholm. It's a community supported podcast. It only exists because you do and it can only exist because you support it. That's it for this week. I shall talk to you all again next week. Look after yourselves, get the boots cleaned and we'll see you back in the pitches very, very soon indeed. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Good luck.